0: Welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers Podcast, ClearedCast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates, and our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. Hello, hello, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers Podcast, ClearedCast. So financial trouble is the top reason for security clearance denial, so today we're going to focus on financing for the federal employee. Today I have Sam Zelinka, creator of Government WorkerFi, also known as GovWorker. Sam started working for the government at age 18 and loved it so much that he actually never left. So he started Government WorkerFi in 2019 to help fellow federal employees understand their benefits, take control of their finances, and ultimately live their best lives, So today we're going to chat about the Thrift Savings Plan, which, for those of you that don't know, is a tax-deferred retirement savings and investment plan that offers federal employees sort of the same kind of benefits that other private companies offer to their employees, kind of like a 401k plan. So there have been a few updates to be aware of, and today we have an expert ready to spill the tea. So Sam, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Uh, thanks for having me, Katie. And before we get started, I just need to say that I am talking in my personal capacity today as a blogger and not as a government employee. So my my views are my own personal views and don't represent those of the federal government.
0: Naturally. So in your personal life, tell us a little bit about why you and why finances for the federal employee has become sort of a passion of yours.
1: Yeah. So you did a great job um, with my bio. So yeah, I started working for the government when I was 18. And so I have a lot of experience talking with federal employees. And I think one thing that's unique about federal jobs is we all know how much every all our coworkers make. And so I just always found it slightly odd that I'd hear like water cooler talk about somebody saying like, oh, no, I can't. Afford to retire. And I was thinking, well, how is that possible? I know how much you make. I know how much your pension is going to be. And I know, you know, basic details about your life. And I just thought it was sad that these people felt like they couldn't retire, um, even though I think they probably had a great financial foundation. So I think it's been my experience in, you know, spending. 20 plus years talking with federal employees that a lot of times they don't understand how their benefits work or they don't understand all these finance things. And so I just felt like this was a need. And um, so I started my blog a few years ago and I um, have a great email list and I get lots of questions and replies. And it's been a really cool activity helping other federal employees kind of understand how to, to navigate things. So it's been it's been a fun project for me.
0: As you are probably aware from our previous conversations, I'm a total dum-dum when it comes to the Thrift Savings Plan. I've never been a federal employee. I understand obviously the GS scale, but tell us a little bit more about some of the updates behind the Thrift Savings Plan and some of the confusion that has been caused by the messaging so far throughout.
1: Yeah. So just in the In the biggest picture, the Thrift Savings Plan was established by Congress when they created the Federal Employee Retirement System Act, or FERS. So most federal employees now are in FERS, and they created this tax-deferred retirement account similar to a 401k called the Thrift Savings Plan. And when they started it, it was really revolutionary because they only limited investments to uh, index funds, which are a type of investment that has very low fees and they kind of track the broad stock market. And those were not super popular when the TSP started, but they had by far the lowest fees of any kind of retirement plan at the time. So it was this really great plan for federal employees where you didn't need to be a rocket scientist to kind of manage your retirement money. And uh, it was kind of set up for the little guy or little girl to kind of be able to do it themselves without paying huge fees. So uh, recently in 2022, we've been... Uh, those those people with a TSP has been getting emails from the TSP about them rolling out this mutual fund window. And I mean, I think they've been pretty clear with the messaging. If you actually read all the details in the emails, I know I get a ton of emails. And if finance wasn't like one of my, I don't know, hobbies, I probably wouldn't read the whole thing either. I'd probably just read the headline and delete. But if you are just kind of vaguely aware of what's going on, you know, you could get yourself into a not great situation because while the mutual fund window sounds good. Um, there's some things that people should be aware about. Yeah, we could we could dig into to some of that a little bit.
0: Well, I know that things like this and finances in general, it can be often very intimidating to folks that, unlike yourself, don't live really in it or aren't really passionate about it. So let's dig in a little more on why the new mutual fund window is maybe not so great. So what are maybe some of the downsides or cost that you know military folks obviously are eligible for this, but federal employees should be aware of.
1: Yeah, so the like the headlines for the TSP mutual fund windows—they're opening up access to five thousand funds. So right now, if you have a TSP, you can choose between five funds that are set up by the government and they kind of track major benchmarks of the economy or of the stock market. So. Right now you can invest in like the C fund and that tracks this big index of the 500 largest companies called the S&P 500 in the United States. So that's, that's the way it is now. And they're opening up access to 5,000 new funds. And there's going to be some of those funds where you're paying somebody in a suit in New York city to like trade stocks for you and hopefully make some money. You know, it's been shown quite a bit. Uh, there was a uh, Warren Buffett, who's a pretty famous a billionaire made a bet with an open bet to people that index funds would beat uh, any kind of hedge fund, which is a mutual fund that only really rich people can invest in. And they do a lot of active trading and lots of crazy things. So Warren Buffett bet anybody that you know index funds would beat a hedge fund over a 10-year window. And Warren Buffett won that bet. So um, if you if you want to select one of these funds to beat out on what the TSP already offers you, you might want to look more into this, this Warren Buffett bet. But in addition to giving people like a thousand times more choices on what to invest in and potentially invest in something that's not appropriate for them, all these options that the TSP is giving you have huge fees. So we don't know what funds specifically are going to be in there yet, but they could have a higher expense ratio. Current expense ratios are a fraction of a percent for the TSP funds you can choose from now. Typical active mutual funds have fund fees of around 1%. So you lose 1% of your money each year just to hold these funds. And there's a numerous amount of fees that the TSP is going to charge you to move some of your money from what you can already invest in into this special mutual fund window. So if you decide to participate, you're going to be paying a lot of money per fees and then like per trade fee every time you want to buy or sell funds in this mutual fund window.
0: So it sounds like people are able to have options and potentially make the wrong choice. This is something certainly I should never be in charge of, (laughs) but what are some things that people can do to avoid, you know, making the wrong choices or any tips for those who will have these 5,000 options available and aren't really sure what options are right for them?
1: Yeah. And I think it's important that I think, I just want to be very clear that I'm not a financial advisor and I'm certainly not your financial advisor, Um, who's ever listening for this. So if you really want to dig in and invest your money in one of these 5,000 options, then uh, you should probably hire a professional to consult you on your specific information, you know, your specific thing. But you don't have to participate in the mutual fund window. So if it's confusing and scary and you can't deal with 5,000 options, you just don't have to do anything. And your like TSP will just keep growing uh, like it has been, and um, I've had uh, TSP millionaires. So those are people that have a million dollars just within the T- TSP itself. Email me and say the core TSP funds work great for them, so they don't see why anyone would need these exotic investments. So don't don't feel pressured to to move money into this just because you have the option to. I think it's also really important to note that the TSP is limiting how much of your money you can put into there, so you can only move twenty five percent of The money you have within the tsp into these funds so like even if you were sure like you had the back to the future time machine that this like specific mutual fund would have amazing returns and it would be worth all the fees you'd pay you still couldn't like invest your whole tsp balance in it you could only you know uh invest a a quarter of a quarter of it and like if you had the time machine you know that's like the best case scenario
0: sure So will there be updates or do we know when updates are coming on the 5,000 different options and what kind of fees are going to be associated or any other concrete details? Do we know when those are going to come?
1: Yeah. So it's going to be June. There's going to be, and this is just good like TSP knowledge to know, is that you're not going to be able to access your TSP funds or your TSP website or your TSP account while they update these changes. So I think it's the last week of May and the first week or maybe first 10 days in June, they're going to be doing the system maintenance. So if you have anything urgent, uh, you should probably do that now.
0: So is there a group of people that should, in your opinion, consider putting some or the maximum amount of their retirement nest egg into the TSP mutual fund window?
1: Yeah. And I definitely am a big believer in people should invest in what's right for them and so I don't want it to sound, I know I've been pretty negative about the mutual fund window so far in a conversation, but yeah, I think certain mutual funds can be really good and give you diversification outside of what you can get you know, from these TSP funds. That being said, I think you can, most people can probably get that diversification outside of the thrift savings plan, but there might be cases where you might wanna do it inside. So just to talk in super basic terms, um, because you said, you know, maybe you were coming at it from, you know, a, a unique perspective or a uninitiated perspective, right? So the TSP is really cool because you have a high contribution limit. So you can contribute $20,500 per year in a tax favorable account compared to $6,000 in an IRA. But, you know, if if you want to, you know, take some of your, you know, money that you were putting in the TSP and put it in an IRA instead, you could still get that tax advantage and kind of invest in these funds but if you're only contributing five percent of your pay to the tsp so the five percent is important because the federal government matches the first five percent of your contributions so if you're not contributing five percent um you're losing out on free money because the government gives you that five percent free match so if like all your money is in the tsp and that's like all you can contribute and you really need this diversification in your portfolio and you don't have like a like a taxable investment account or an IRA or any other type of accounts, then um, these are the type of people that might want to consider uh, using the TSP mutual fund window.
0: So that was a lot of information from my poor little brain. So I really appreciate you coming on to talk about these updates and just the thrift savings plan in general and sort of helping folks to really remember that they need to think about their individual financial situation and sort of seek out the help of a professional financial advisor if they are a little bit overwhelmed. So any closing thoughts for our listeners in terms of tips or moving forward when it comes to the Thrift Savings Plan?
1: No, I am a big proponent of the Thrift Savings Plan. I think it's a really great benefit of working for the federal government. I'm really happy about it. And yeah, I just want to make sure that everybody listening, if you have a TSP, that you're at least contributing 5% of your paycheck to it so you're getting that full match.
0: Sure. Very good tip. So before we sign off, Sam, you've been with the federal government since you were at a young age. What's kept you there? What do you love about it?
1: Like, oh, It's just such a great, I, I have a really great working environment right now. I feel like the work I do really helps uh, so many people uh, throughout the United States. And I work with a really creative and energized group of people. So it's easy to come to work and work with Uh, my fellow federal colleagues and do this really meaningful work.
0: Excellent. And don't forget, folks, ClearanceJobs.com, our partners, not only are defense contractors private, but federal agencies are also partners of ClearanceJobs.com. So if you're looking for the security and stability of working with the federal government and making a difference with a creative people, you can certainly check out our openings. But for more information on financial considerations or anything regarding security finances, you can visit news.carrancejobs.com.